welcome to the Seeing Deep podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. Well, this month we are talking about reigniting intimacy in our marriage, and today we're wrapping up this series. But I have to tell you, I'm going to miss my precious husband, Clay, who's been with me to record these episodes. And Oh, I'm going to miss you too. <laughs> There's sarcasm behind that. I know there is. <laughs> no, you're going to miss it. You will go home with me tonight, won't you? Yes, we're already home, dear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome back, honey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So good to be here. Today, we're hitting on an important aspect of intimacy. We need to protect what is precious to us. We do not want to take for granted the gift of our spouse. The scripture for this episode is taken from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. I love this scripture because it shows the importance of having the Lord in the center of our marriage. The best protection for our marriage is to have Jesus in our marriage and our life, interwoven, having the same faith and serving Jesus together. And, of course, that means praying together. And as we mentioned, I think, in a previous uh, podcast, it's important to start your day by praying together. So if you can carve out that time, it's, uh, it will bring intimacy to your marriage and uh, wisdom, insight, and make your pathway clear for the rest of the day. And I think you really have to develop that culture because I think we can get so busy just life is so hectic. And I know for Clay and I, um, he had a habit where every morning he would do it, even as I slept <laughs> through half of it. But there's just different habits you form that really help it to be part of your culture. And so, you know, I do the Bible time live every morning. And I was just talking to Clay before doing this, you know, now are we doing these things in our life? You know, I always like to check myself. And it's it's so much a part of our life from doing the Bible time in the morning, and then both of us talking about that and going for a walk afterwards and talking. and But, you know, just being intentional about that. So with Jesus, our marriage is a cord of three strands cannot be easily broken, but we need to protect our marriage as well. And so we're going to hit on the five C's to protect our marriage. And the first C is clear Boundaries. I had to throw that clear on there to make it a C, y'all, because it's important. Because <laughs> boundaries actually begins with a B, but in this case, we're going to start it with a C. You know, clearly, it is clearly a B. A, but, clear boundaries, yes. all right? So don't put yourself in a position of being alone with someone of the opposite sex. Don't work so much, this one is for me, that you don't prioritize one another above all else. This includes ministry and church work. Oh, I'm feeling the conviction so bad. And then having boundaries for what we watch, keeping ourselves pure, protects the intimacy with our spouse. And having boundaries with children is important. Children can cause division in a marriage when parents are pit against one another. We have to back one another up when there's conflict in the house. Now, that being said, if a parent is sinning and being um, cruel to a child, then that does need to be corrected. But how that is corrected to preserve the intimacy would be just with that 
spouse alone and talking through those things and praying through those things. But boundaries protect us. You know, I've, I've heard different phrases about boundaries. Sometimes people think they limit you, but they're actually providing freedom. And there's more freedom and intimacy that we've been talking about all month. When you have boundaries that protect your marriage, you're not tempted to go outside those boundaries. And boundaries are only effective if you communicate them. So that's one of the things I appreciated so much about Denise is that she clearly communicated her boundaries. And sometimes I think couples are reluctant or embarrassed or timid about communicating that. But, you know, you really need to lay out what those are, come into an agreement, and then march forward in the same direction. So communication is such an important way we protect our marriage and cultivate intimacy. Speaking with one another and communicate these boundaries tenderly with respect because you care about that relationship and you care about the other person. So it's not about imposing on other people what you want for your own selfishness, but you communicate clearly that you're raising that relationship up as more important than all other things. And you continue to do that throughout the day with little messages and uh, little uh, touches. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> touch. Well, you know, uh, miscommunication is one of the biggest problems in marriage. That's why communication is such an important part of protecting your marriage because it's so easy to, you know, we can believe the worst in one another, we can become offended, but when we view communication as something that we want to be careful to, you know, when my husband has done something, you know, even recently there was a situation I was talking to him about the other day when we were walking where during worship practice, he wanted me to do something that was hard for me because I was trying to play this syncopated rhythm with one hand and then he wanted me to sing another syncopated rhythm. And I was trying to make sure the band had the part down. And so anyway, the long, the short story, short version of this is that I could have in that moment gotten a little just bugged, bugged at him. And I realized he's precious to me. And so instead of being, because of my pride, right? I was feeling ashamed that I couldn't do exactly in that minute what he wanted me to do. And so I just said, well, honey, thank you. Yeah, I will definitely try to do that. So I sought to be kind and respectful and tender because I love him. And I think that's what happens sometimes in marriages is people don't communicate well because they're letting an offense break that fellowship. But then later I told him about it. I told him about how I was tempted to sin there. You know, I was tempted just to be bugged. Um, So communication is huge. So connection is the third C. When Clay and I were overwrought to different times with stress and situations that are maxing us out, and I would say almost on a daily basis, (laughs) we realize that there's a tendency to separate and division can happen. Finding ways to connect, like going out on a date every week, is the lifeblood for me of strong connection in our marriage and going on daily walks together. Honey, what would you say is a way for you with connecting? Well, uh, I think you mentioned a couple of important ones, but, you know, uh, going to bed at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, is important that you, you know, have that alone time together when the children are, or, uh, doing their own things or they've gone to bed themselves. But, you know, too many couples, I think, uh, 
continue their work or their hobbies or they're on their computer till late at night and they really don't take advantage of uh, alone time together. And that's something that, you know, Clay and I both have to be, you know, your spouse helps correct you. And when I get out of balance, which does happen, you know, he is kind to say, you know, hey, Denise, come on, you know, and it's and it's a good reminder. And so we need that. We help one another in that way. So cherish is the fourth C. And, uh, you know, of course, we've talked about cherishing each other, but cherish the time spent together. And uh, I think, you know, we just uh, let each other know how important that is by these little decisions that we make throughout the day, whether it's uh, a phone call or a note. Or, you know, like I said, spend that alone time together. And that's, I think, a difficult transition for so many young couples that have small children. But, Mm. you know, that's something that Denise and I had to, you know, deal with, too, is that, you know, appropriate hour, those kids go to bed, that our, you know, bedroom is, uh, is... uh, Off limits. (laughs) Right. It's... uh, well, I'm forgetting the word. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, when you're talking to the word cherish and how it relates to protecting our marriage is when we don't feel cherished, we can feel tempted to kind of, you know, think wrong things or maybe just be separate or um, allow a wedge to be in our marriage. So when we cherish one another, you know, and, and you feel cherished by your spouse, you know, that fosters that intimacy in your marriage. So number five, I had to have a fun one, is cuddles. It's hard to put a wedge between a couple who are intimate and close to one another. Make time to hold hands, to cuddle, and to be affectionate. Don't neglect this part of your marriage. So we've been talking about reigniting intimacy in our marriage this whole month, and I loved these conversations with my precious husband, even though I will tell you things have been so busy lately, so we've been a little bit maxed out ourselves, and it's like, you know, we're going to have time for this conversation, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I wanted to talk about cuddles. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Talk about cuddles. Well, I just have to say that, you know, as Christians, it's important to have testimony. And one of the ways you can testify of God's goodness in your marriage is by letting people know and see that you're affectionate with your spouse. And I can't tell you how many couples we've had come up to us in church and uh, be inspired by what they see between Denise and I. So you don't be afraid to uh, hold your spouse's hands and sit closely on the pew and uh, give little hugs and stuff that show affection because uh, other people are inspired by that. And, uh, of course, that could be challenging, you know, when there's disagreement. But then again, that's just a reminder that you put aside disagreements and uh, irritability Mm -hmm. and you serve the other spouse for, for what, you know, for the sake of the kingdom for the sake of that spouse that you cherish. So let other people see that. You know, when the kids see it as well, that is such a testimony. And I've seen just the joy in their hearts when they see this is what it's supposed to look like. Because, you know, there's so much negativity out there today about marriage, isn't there? And there's this sense of, oh, once you get married, ugh, you know, you're just going to really dread being together or something. There's horrible stuff said. 
And um, it is such a joy to be married to you, honey. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> and so cuddling is important, you know. Uh, so just, we've been talking about this all month long, and it's been such a joy. So you guys, hold on tightly to your precious spouse. They are a gift. Love them well. They're a gift from God to you. And I thought of the word that I was going to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> the alone time, your bedroom is sacred. The S word, ah. sacred. So, you know, you have to treat it that way. And mm. uh, that sometimes means to the exclusion of children. So I do not recommend children, you know, sleeping in the beds with their parents. Right. No, you no, need no. That time together. You just need to hold one another and um, be together. Be entirely <laughs> open about your discussions. And you can't, you know, have a frank and honest discussion when you've got you know right. kids demanding your attention it's hard so. to do those five c's if you aren't making time to do those five c's together that we talked about well thank you darling mm-hmm. you've been listening to the seeing deep podcast where we dive into the word of god for the answers to life's problems